Good enough. That'll work. We'll see if that helps. Did yeah. you guys hear it? I heard. I heard his <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I heard his clap again, yeah. but I did hear his clap. That's good. That's good. All right. It cool. was it was super helpful when I was editing to just, at least as a starting point. To mm-hmm. You just see that giant spike. It's, it's easy yeah, to yeah. zero in on. Yeah. Except I just fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck you, you fucking guy. Welcome everyone to Brose, the podcast for bros who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I am every week, by my bros, my buddies, my friends in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey guys. Across from me, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And reporting to us live from uh, Easter Island, is that correct, that's, Mr. Tim? Yeah, Hansen? that's right. What's going on, guys? I'm doing well. How's Easter Island? You know, it's not what I thought. I was hoping for like chocolate and eggs everywhere and pretty colors but all i got are these dumb statues of these big ass like dudes heads the the dudes don't produce eggs the big moai no there's there's no chocolate bunnies there's no little jelly beans anywhere i, I feel gypped honestly guys i think tim went to this with like a false <laughs> assumption of what easter island e- might be yeah yeah easter island is is not for the holiday no well that's a dumb way to call your island then but the weather is beautiful, so there's that. While Tim goes to the uh, local tourism board of Easter Island and lodges his formal complaint, <laughs> uh, let's get started with episode 4.1 of Rosé. They said it couldn't be done. In fact, they strongly recommended against it. But yet here we are for round four, the first episode. For those of you who have missed the first nine episodes of this show, please go back and listen to them. They're available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. Uh, and uh, probably somewhere else, uh, we, we found that yeah. there are some apps that are just aggregating our, <laughs> our our thing. Overcast has it. Yeah. Um, Castbox. Yeah, Castbox. Yeah. Like, chances are, if you have one of those like podcast aggregating apps, you probably have access <laughs> to our show at this point. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going through the process of getting us on Stitcher, and apparently, we also have to submit to Spotify. Yes. Um, I, we're going to try to do that. I tried doing it at work, but then it asked for my address, and I didn't know why. I need to look into it more. I'm like, why the fuck do you need my address? Rich is here with his tinfoil hat on. I want them following me. Goddamn big brother. So uh, so if you are uh, downloading us from any of those locations, please leave us a five-star review. Uh, the, the big men upstairs at Podcast Incorporated tell us that that's an uh, important thing to do. Yeah. So uh, leave us five-star reviews, and of course, if you have any questions for us for the show, email us at brosequestions at gmail.com. For those of you who've never listened to the show before, <laughs> you've been missing out, man. Uh, we take questions from you, the, the gentle listener, as well as uh, some of our friends, family, the women in our lives, and they can be about the life, the universe, and everything, and we answer them here over a couple glasses of rosé, as four grown men are wont to do. Uh, did, did I miss anything? Just so the listeners know, the answer to all questions is not actually 42. No. We found that out in episode 2-1. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. If we that did. sounds... We found I, it out at some point. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tim, any thoughts? Are you sure? Mm, not positive. but I'm pretty f- sure 42 is the answer. Well, we're about to find out, aren't we? But before we get to any of the questions... Uh, we have a couple of, of rosé bottles out here at our at our tables, in our spots, uh, and I thought we'd go around and discuss it, as, as, as we typically do at this time of the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Is that, is that reasonable? I, I think that, that sounds good. Tim, any objections? 
None. Good. All right, Rich, why don't you uh, tell us what you got? I am drinking a very common wine that a lot of people, I'm sure, have seen before. It's Yellowtail. They've got a rosé. Mm. It's got a kangaroo on it. It's from Australia. It's, uh, so far, first couple sips. I like it. It's pretty I'm, good. I'm going, I'm, I'm just doing this by memory, but I think you're now on, like, 50-50, the odds that your your bottle will have an animal of some sort on it. I, yes. You picked yes. the first one on account of the dog? I, lab yeah. was on account of the dog. The only reason Sean got uh, La Femme last Look, week the, yeah, with the, 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 the cock the is because the, it, it had chickens on it. It had the, mm-hmm. a chicken, a, a and, chicken a and a cock. Mm-hmm. I would have taken it, but I liked DMZ better because it was DMX. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to keep with some sort of animal theme. Okay. With at least one bottle per session. Okay. We also had the horse last time. Oh, oh yeah. dark horse. The dark, oh, horse. dark horse. Yes. I, I I don't really remember. Tim, so. came, Tim, <laughs> Tim came at us like a dark dark horse uh, during the last round of episodes. Uh, Fuck me. <laughs> it was very popular at Thanksgiving, by the way. That got finished off by the uh, ladies that. Oh, nice. Martin, good, I, good, really good. Good. I thought you were going to say the podcast was popular at Thanksgiving. That you play them like, listen to what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No. Well, if you no. follow our Twitter at Brose, under, Brose Podcast. Underscore, underscore Podcast. Brose <laughs> underscore Podcast. Uh, one of my tweets on Thanksgiving was, may your turkey be moist, your conversations be non-political, and you don't get tired of your family, and if you do, show them us. Show them us, yeah. We're, we're the ultimate diffuser of family problems. Yeah. Sean, yeah. Uh, what do you have to drink? Um, uh, this wine, keeping with uh, French names, is uh, Père et Fils, which is Father and Son hmm. by uh, Laurent Michel. It's 2017, it's from France. Um, yeah, and that's, that is that. <laughs> it's a blend, I think. I don't know. Who we, knows? We have got to get a professional in here. <laughs> this, this two months of us. Oh, you want me to, I'll, actually, I'll talk about my wine now instead of later. Okay. All so, right. um, yeah, it's good. So so far, it's very fruity. So like, imagine drinking strawberry juice, and that you mm-hmm. got it. You got this wine down to. It's a premium rosé. Even though it was six fifty, premium, <laughs> premium, uh, yeah. premium bottom shelf. No, it's good. I would, I would recommend it as of right now, and I haven't had a glass already, which is usually the case. Right. So right. I'd say that above Braveridge. Right. I've been, you know, it's been, I've been doing pretty good. So last couple ones, jo- it's no Josh. It's no Josh. Josh is right now the pinnacle for me. Josh is the team to beat. <laughs> <laughs> at, at the at the turn, uh, leader in the clubhouse. I'm drinking an Italia Roscato, which is a sweet rosé, uh, as you can tell from the name, from New Hampshire. So, <laughs> it's a Italian rosé, rosé dolce, uh, similar to Sean's. It's similar to drinking juice. Uh, it's it's very sweet. Uh, it is crisp, and uh, it is not bad. I would, I would, as you said, go slightly above Braveridge so far with the potential to go greater as the night goes mm-hmm. on. Uh, Mr. Hansen. My wine of the evening was dropped off by the lovely Martha Dietz because I had to have it for this recording, apparently. Oh. Uh, I'm drinking White Girl Rosé. <laughs> oh. All right. Solidly bra- Braveridge, but the on. tasting notes are my favorite part. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's like a little love note. It's just like, hey, you guys, you look great. Have you lost weight? <laughs> we made this delicious rosé for you because we love you, and we love us, and we all love rosé. Wow. This is so us. Love you, miss you, hate you, love you, mean it. Mwah. Oh, the, the, man. Those are the tasting notes. It's it. like a Regina George rosé. <laughs> yes. yeah. We yeah. love you. 
hate her. Um, uh, but so far, solidly average. Okay, all right. Wake or rosé, what do you know? Um, so that's it for the rosés. Uh, I have here in my hand the first envelope of questions. Now, of course, they go by levels of drunkenness, levels of rosé consumption, and this is the first one with one glass on it uh, with a message on the back. Says, I miss Josh with a sad <laughs> face on it. Don't we all? Yeah. Now, uh, with, I mean, with, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, with some rare exceptions, uh, as a reminder to the audience, with rare exception, we do not know any of the questions that are in these envelopes. This is We're putting on them with a fresh set of eyes. Are you gentlemen ready for the first envelope of questions? Yes. All yeah. right. Let's get it on. I miss Josh, too. But I'm going to tear this envelope to pieces because it is too well sealed. <laughs> too and because you're Matt, and that's just how you roll. My fingers are shaped like breadsticks. <laughs> I don't have grip of any sort. I have no knuckles. This, <laughs> this question was submitted by Emily Cooper Turchich. Um, uh, yes. Okay. So this question says, do you, eat, do you eat salad for the salad or just as a vehicle for dressing? Do you eat salad for the salad or just as a vehicle for the dressing? So what's the main reason that you're here for yeah. the salad? Are you eating it as a meal or mm. are you just, I love dressing Yes, I want? <laughs> I typically eat it as a meal because if I'm already eating salad, it is because I'm trying to convince myself that it is okay to eat 75 wings later. It's the courtesy greens, as my friend David Bennett would call them. So if I go with the dressing, that defeats the purpose of it for me. So, so you, you go no dr- not dressed at all? I put light, like a like a light Italian or a balsamic, but like a nominal amount. At least what I consider to be a nominal amount. Um, mm-hmm. So I will go a little bit, but I'll, what I'll do is I'll go to the salad bar and I'll just pack it with like vegetables that don't necessarily need like if they have like broccoli mm. I'll, I'll just load it with broccoli or, or weird stuff that doesn't necessarily need dressing but I'll just yeah sure I, I can justify eating peas and spinach and broccoli <laughs> it's at the salad bar and here's like a little drizzle of light Italian so okay. Okay. I, I mean I'm it's weird to say I'm both like I love a salad as long as it's got the right stuff in it I will devour a salad but I'm also very heavy on the dressing Hmm. But I want the salad more than I want the dressing. But I just, I don't know, it's weird to say, but, like, I can't, I I don't go for just a dressing. I don't have a small bit of salad and a big bit of dressing. It's equal amounts, but it's maybe a little extra dressing. Okay. What's your dressing preference? Uh, Generally either uh, ranch or... um, uh, Thousand Island. See, that's probably, I love Thousand Island dressing as well, and for me... I'll have it on a sandwich, but if I put it on a salad, I'm like, okay, this is the thing that's offsetting the salad. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that, it's a delicious dressing, but that's yeah. a problem. Mm. Yeah, this is a hard question because I think, I think, you know, in my brain, optimal Sean is eating a salad for the sake of eating a salad, <laughs> but in reality, I'm just, I'm, it's a vehicle for dressing. Like, I'm just loving me some French dressing or something. Yeah. You know, I'm not... B- book is Sean with, like, the bow ties eating the salad. And yeah, then, like, and, yeah, wearing Sean, a the other one just... with, with elbow pads, wearing it, eating a quinoa salad. But... And out of the corner, Sean, uh, radical Sean with, like, cut-off <laughs> sleeves and playing a metal guitar just, lick. Just <laughs> downing dressing. <laughs> Just I like it. Like fucking it. mainlining rant. The other, the other thing about my salad consumption is if it's at a uh, a salad bar, at least, it's lettuce and then all of the meat and cheese that they have there. And then dressing on top. So I don't really actually need a lot of dressing because I have so much meat and cheese. Mm. Fair enough. Mr. Hansen. 
What's your what's your uh, theory? I eat salad as a vehicle to get my in-laws to leave me alone for not eating salad. <laughs> Seems like a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I, I don't really care. Like, if I'm using ranch, I will drown that bitch in ranch, and it's going to be delicious. But, I mean, I can appreciate a good salad. If I want one, it's because I want a salad, not because I want whatever's on it. But I completely agree about the Thousand Island. Like, it's just, it always offsets the salad, no matter how much I like it on a sandwich or dipping stuff in, it just eh, doesn't quite fit my salad. Let me spin this real... Uh, do, do you have another? No. Okay. I want to spin this real quick for a slightly related topic, but one that I think is, is very important that we cover. You get a hot piping order of buffalo wings. Blue cheese or ranch? Ooh. Ranch. See, every yes. single time. Because, so blue cheese, I will use it, but it's like a last resort thing, because I think it's gross. And I don't, like, I know there are purists who are like, you know, it has to be blue cheese, but honestly, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Let me love my ranch. It's so much better. It is objectively better. It's just like tangy butter. It's mayonnaise and butter. (laughs) It's amazing. It's delicious. For me, it's, uh, I mean, it's 50-50. Like, depends on, if they're breaded wings... We don't um, have time for 50-50 here, Rich. This is the Brose podcast. We've got all the time. Take a goddamn stand. (laughs) (laughs) But... If it's breaded wings, I want ranch. If they're non-breaded and really spicy, I want blue cheese. If they're not, what, what is why, why that difference? You can't have breaded wings. Well, I can yeah. have gluten-free breaded wings, but before I could have breaded wings, thank you. Rich is like shit. Training on his parade. I forgot. No, seriously. What, what, why the difference? What, what makes the difference? It's like the breading adds a little bit to where you don't need the blue cheese, but like something to dip in it. Like, helps it. I, I, It's hard to say, like... It's a function thing. Like, yeah, like, I used to be totally against blue cheese, and it's like, ranch all the way. But then, more recently, when I started getting into, like, the buffalo chicken pizzas that have the blue cheese, and started trying it, I was like, alright, I can, I can get behind this as long as the flavor isn't too strong. Mm. So, the more creamy the blue cheese, the better. So, what you're saying is, you're okay with blue cheese on pizza, but not ranch. <laughs> As we discussed in like well, episode one three, I'm a, I'm cheese. Oh, <laughs> the the blue cheese on pizza is the cheese. You're a monster. And the sauce <laughs> is the hot sauce, and the chicken is the topping. This is where the crowd at the uh, at the debate is starts booing you. Like, this <laughs> is when Marco Rubio was like saying the same thing over and over again. Like, this is absurd. Tim, what is your thought on blue cheese versus ranch for wings? Um, for buffalo wings, all about the bu- uh, all about blue cheese, which. Developed as I got older, I used to hate blue cheese in all fashions, in all walks of life, and be all about ranch. Like, six-year-old me would have drank ranch, but not anymore, only on the weekends. <laughs> now you only um, do shots. <laughs> just, now only shots of ranch, not a whole bottle. Uh, but if it's like a sweet, like a honey barbecue, or like Asian zing, or something like that from somewhere else, then I'll probably go ranch, if it's like a sweeter sauce. But if it's a hot buffalo wing... Has to be blue cheese. It's ranch. Like the answer is ranch. <laughs> You're wrong. Like well, this is. This I'm hundred percent with you. I think as you get older, though, you start to like gross stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your like blue cheese is a big thing. My grandpa used to eat blue cheese and anchovies, like or sardines. Sardines Oof. front, like he'd he'd rip open the thing and just like nom nom nom. My brother like started doing person. that recently. Anchovies or sardines was just like yeah, it's starting sardines. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, your brother's always been at least 50 years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> For 
friend of the show, Alex Casnell, uh, born at age fifty, uh, with the love of sardines. He did. He did the, the transformation with him was really overnight because in in high school it was always like you know he and I you know when we were hanging out home together it was always like oh did you try this new cereal and it was always like you know oops all berries like, <laughs> yeah. whatever that was and it went from a transformation in two years from me going to college and continuing my unhealthy lifestyle <laughs> it used to, it, it went from oh have you tried these oops all berries to hey have you tried this raw granola in two years <laughs> the transformation was incredible he, he got the, he got the like a in. water chestnut yeah. <laughs> it really was <laughs> Uh, all right, I'm, I'm, we're, we're good with the... Your brother's the best, though. We all love him. Me too. Oh, he's, he's probably submitted a bunch of questions for this week's episode. So um, so let's move on to the next question. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of my family, have uh, you ever set two friends up on a date, and how did it go? And this is submitted by Matt's mom, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Casnell, Mama Kaz. So have you ever two, set two friends up on a date, and how did it go? I don't think really, like, set up. No, I think what usually happens is rather than you be you you get set up. In my experience, it's you want to see two people together, like two friends, mm-hmm. and you're like, I want both of them to be dating, and so like you'll hint at it, yeah. and make it really uncomfortable for the two of them <laughs> until, until they, they do it def- themselves to get you to shut up, or just definitely don't. Yeah. Like I, so I've been one of those two people, and I it like really turned me off, like. You know, things are like kind of going okay, and then I'm like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want this at all because I have. A, it's a weird pressure that you're putting on this. Yeah. This relationship that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 you're, you're setting an expectation, and you're almost like I wanted to do this of my own volition, not because you yeah. told me to do it, and it's sort of a weird thing hanging over you. Mm-hmm. I, that's a, yeah. I I will. Uh, I tried setting up my sister with somebody who. Uh, Possibly, most likely, definitely does listen to this podcast. So I'm going to keep their name out of it. My sister knew I was trying to set her up with this person, but I wasn't telling her like I'm. I like I wasn't like I'm going to definitely introduce you guys. It's more like, hey, there's this friend coming to the party. I I think you two would be cool together. Hmm. I'll let you know who 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 he is, and you can go from there. Hmm. So come the party, she gets there, he shows up, and like I just point at him like this, this is the person they hang out for a bit he leaves and as he's leaving i'm right behind him saying goodbye to him and i'm like he's facing away from me and my sister's on the couch and i'm just like he's leaving he's leaving <laughs> something and she's just like you made it so awkward yeah i feel your sister i'm on your sister's side 100 <laughs> no, no, oh just oh yeah like I wasn't trying. I was also no, extremely inebriated. Yeah, but it, I think it's just there's just it just happens. It's so weird and uncomfortable to be like, because it's like you're trying to get to know someone while people are watching you, and you're like, yeah. I don't like it's such it's too much pressure. Yeah. Spectator sport. Yeah, at that point. yeah. <laughs> get off my dick. <laughs> and then uh, I think it was uh, Janie tried to set me up with somebody. That she didn't tell me she was trying to set me up with somebody, and then I never ended up ever talking to that person. She's like, <laughs> I was trying to set you up with so-and-so, and I'm like, why didn't you say? Like, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. Hansen. No, I've never done it. And it's probably because subconsciously I was like, if somebody did this to me, I'd be pissed. 
so I'm not going to do it to anyone else. <laughs> yeah. There's also, like, the it's a reaction against it. Like, mm. for me, I'm always like, oh, on top of me being uncomfortable, like, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My heart wants what it wants. Yeah. Like, I've I, I typically had a very laissez-faire attitude towards that, where it's like, I, I hey... I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm really racking my brain to see if I can think of, like, two people. I'm like, yeah, let's make this happen. And I can't think of one. I'm sure it's happened at some point. But I haven't, like, been like, oh, yeah, you two, go on a date. It'll be great. Um, I think it just, you know, you know, you get to know people and that's about it. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. To, to your point, it's, it's, it's a weird thing to say, I know more about what's better for you than mm-hmm. you do. And that's a strange thing to say. Yeah, it's a bold statement. Yeah, bold. yeah. Very bold. It's usually uh, wrong. Yeah. Typically wrong. Uh, I, I'm not vomiting, I promise. <laughs> I think I got like a bubble caught in my throat or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. We move on to the next one. Yeah, right. don't do it. That's the end. I think what, the conclusion that we came to yeah. is don't set up your friends. If they're going to date, let them date. Yeah. If you want to give them a hint, like, hey, Billy's cute, isn't he? Like, yeah, fine. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can it. drop a hint. Because yeah. like in your yeah. case, Janie didn't say anything, so you were like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dope. Yeah. It's like he's trying to like set the two of you up into like a terranium and just being like, oh, look and see what happens. Yeah. It's exactly. Janie had a party that she would never have a party for and had us all over. And I think at one point she was like, have you met my friend so and so? And I'm like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. We talked for like two seconds. And then I was like, I'm going to go back to the party because mm-hmm. there's an important sporting event on that I want to watch. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta be a little bit more. We're a little bit obtuse when it comes to stuff like that, just in general. I don't. Yep. I'm not gonna make a, a blanket statement, but the four of us specifically yes. can be a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Dense. Yes. And I imagine there are a lot of people who can relate to the way we feel about this, <laughs> gender, gender or otherwise. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Oh boy. <laughs> a business person approaches you and offers you a cut of the profits from all sales of one of these two items. A, natural flavoring, or B, xanthan gum. <laughs> Which do you choose? This is submitted by my brother, Alex. And the moment I saw, I didn't even read the name. I just saw xanthan gum on there because this has been a point of his for over a year. He has been on the xanthan gum train because it's in everything and it's like sort of a nebulous compound. Is, is he is he against xanthan gum? No, I think it's just it's it's funny to him. I I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I had to just look up what xanthan gum. <laughs> I, I, I would is have it to, just kind of an overarching term, or is it a specific uh, it compound? Is, so I will tell you what it is because right. I just looked it up. We turn it over to our, our xanthan gum so, subject matter. We need to make informed decisions like voting here, guys. Yep, xanthan gum is a polysaccharide with many industrial uses, including as a common food additive. It is an effective thickening agent and stabilizer to prevent ingredients from separating. So you'll see it in, like, in a ranch dressing. Ketchup. Yeah, so that it doesn't, you know, get gross. But but I don't think it really serves a purpose in those cases just to make it more... Uh, visually appealing because it, if it separates, it doesn't. You can just shake it. Well, yeah. it's it's also in ninety percent of gluten free cooking. Ooh. Oh. At, oh. Any, it needs, yeah, it needs, it, needs it needs something to hold it together, and so the xanthan gum acts as the gluten mm-hmm. because that's all gluten is is pretty much the glue gluten that holds and, together mm-hmm. the breads and and the doughs. So. So I would have to go for xanthan gum because I have a bag of xanthan gum in my cabinet. Wow. 
What does xanthan gum look like? It's just a white powder. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's um, like a grainy white powder. So natural flavoring, this is maybe me being oblivious. That's just stuff that's flavored naturally, or is that... It, I think you are correct okay. in that it is something that is flavored using a natural... So that's everything. That's like... Or it could uh, be... A, well, it could be theoretically everything. Yes. Okay. But it's not necessarily as straightforward as you think, because... And I'd have to look up or find what this is. See, we can't so do a question where we all have to look up what it is that well, we're... I'm not going to look it up, but... Yeah. So, naturally, if you're drinking, like, lemon-lime soda or something that's cherry-flavored... And it said natural flavoring. You'd be like, oh, it probably uses cherries or cherry extract or cherry juice. Uh, there's definitely like one prominent flavor that uses pig butts is mm. the natural flavoring. Somehow utilizing pig butts is how they get that natural flavoring. But rather than putting pig butts on the side of the thing, it says natural flavoring. Hmm. Okay. It's still technically natural because it's coming from some thoughts. Like it's not artificially created. It's just not what you think. Hmm. Weird. Well, yeah, that's that's like the uh, McDonald's fries. They're they have beef flavoring inside of them. Yeah, because they used to be they used to be cooked in the beef runoff, yeah. which is gross, but Yo. it tasted super good. That but like, awesome. but the uh, cholesterol it would like it would shoot your cholesterol through the goddamn yeah, roof. Right. Worth yeah. it. So now there's actual beef flavoring, which is beef fried product in. The fries themselves, so technically they're not vegetarian. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna go with natural flavoring because Rich appears to have cornered the market on xanthan, and therefore <laughs> I, I want to get in where there's a, a greater opportunity for me to strike gold. Look, with with the growing gluten free, uh, not even epidemic, gluten free trend uh, or mm. fad diets that people go through, like people that don't even need to do it are doing it. Mm-hmm. Xanthan gum is everywhere. It's true, so, but theoretically, natural yeah. flavoring is in everything yeah. too. I don't know. I this is a hard question since uh, it's very specific, yes. and we don't know that much about either xanthan gum or uh, natural flavors. Or I just this businessman. He could be completely dishonest. This yeah. businessman theoretically <laughs> could be offering you the wrong thing. If this if this business person gave me a package of xanthan gum that was actually natural flavoring, I wouldn't be you know <laughs> like I'm like oh boy, guess Na- I got screwed. Natural flavored xanthan gum. Yeah. Ooh, natural flavored xanthan gum. Tim, your thoughts. Yes. All right, great. <laughs> yeah, I go with that. I'm going to go with natural flavors, though. All right, good. Uh, all right, I'll get all the profits for Zanthan gum, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, this question is submitted by uh, Mr. Brian Everett. Uh, oh. uh, listener Brian says, Y'all have spoken before about Rick and Morty. Do you also find it impossible to drink the beer anymore and not invoke Rick through your beer burps, or is it just me who is gross? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Again, that's a, that's a very characteristic of Rick. For those of you who haven't seen the show, it's just he'll get drunk and just burp everything. Um, I, I've seen the first three episodes. Ooh, yeah, no I'm, shit. I'm on my way to watching them. Look at you, man. Um, it is not hard for me, but it's always hilarious to me whenever it happens. <laughs> like, like when it's like I think especially when it's um, the third season, the very first episode. Like Rick is pretending to be a different Rick. Long story. But uh, he's pretending to be a different Rick, and the only way he t- the only tell is when he comes in and just starts burping, like like <laughs> the Citadel's been invaded. Um, that that part always gets me. So it's not a, it's not a subconscious thing, though. Yeah, it doesn't affect my life. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna naturally slip into any voice, it's gonna be Morty, just because I find it easier to imitate. 
and funnier. The nice high register. Yeah, nice high. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just. I I feel like I just don't burp that much, so it just doesn't mm-hmm. come up. Yeah, that's the other thing is that this is implying through your beer burps as if we're just you know out of control. <laughs> can't yeah. stop. Can't stop burping when yeah. we've had like two beers. But we're drinking rosé. Yeah, it's true. Like, that's where we're coming from. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> this is maybe not necessarily the best. Stuff. You don't get. You don't generally get beer burps from drinking rosé. Typically, no. No, 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 no. And, and I think it's like. Like for I don't know like if you if you do that kind of burp when you're drinking rosé like I think that's a that's not even on my spectrum as far as like what's a healthy thing to do like if you're burping when you drink beer it's like all right you know he's drinking beer it's yeah fine. it's carbonated or whatever but rosé just seems like a weird thing to be burping yeah, like, you, know, like, you might actually have a serious problem yeah yeah I I don't really burp a lot when I drink beer no like, and even now that it's cheaper for me to drink liquor I I burp even less yeah so I. I don't, I can't react to the song because I don't do it. Yeah. I just, I don't, and if I burp, I tend to be like a little sly, like, yeah. burp. Like, I don't, I don't make it known to people. Right. That right. I burp. So yeah. unfortunately, Brian, it's because you're a gross person. Yeah, you're terrible. It's just you who is gross. <laughs> and I like the idea, the way this is written, uh, y'all have spoken about Rick and Morty. Do you find it impossible to drink the beer anymore and not off Rick? <laughs> it seems to me like you might have been doing this while you wrote this. <laughs> Which beer? I need to know which beer. It's true. If you can tell us which beer, hit us up at uh, Bros underscore podcast uh, on Twitter. And let us know what beer it was that you were going to town on when you wrote this question. We have one more question in this envelope. Uh, we're, we're mowing through things real quick. We do have a sponsor as well okay. for this week's episode. So uh, we, we, we also did get a fan mail if we're going to go. Ooh, we can, oh, you know, we, can, we can open up the mailbag. <laughs> the mail. <laughs> And then I can and then I can like do like the like the sound drop of like you know sack opening up or something. Actually, uh, or, I don't or know just like is... uh, bombing, like fly by bombing. Why? Why? Because <laughs> metal, metal, metal drop, <laughs> just an explosion. Like just just yeah. Why not? Millions perishing because we got mail. <laughs> Somebody wanted to ask us about Rick and Morty. All right, so we we can do both of those because we're mowing through these real quick. Uh, this next question is from Jacob, and it says, "What are your thoughts on the Eagles' playoff picture?" Well, so we're recording this um, a little bit before you'll hear this. This is actually being recorded on November 27th. The Eagles are coming off of a, a surprisingly close win over the Giants. <laughs> yeah. And, boy, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Eagles this year. Um, they, even with the win, so so mathematically, they're one game out of the division right now. Who do they, so are the Cowboys on top right now? Cowboys and Redskins are tied, and I think the Cowboys have the tiebreaker right now. They're both six and five. Eagles are five and six, and the Giants are like I don't remember three and nine or something. Yeah, uh, they're, they're they're done. So who cares about three and eleven? No, nobody. So at this point, they are one game back, but they've shown me shown me at least nothing to indicate that they are capable of even if they, they snuck into the playoffs of doing anything other than getting blown out in the first round yeah i'm and, not i have no confidence yeah. this year which and is upsetting but what are you gonna do as of right now which that's the 27th the eagles play the redskins two times yes they do and they play the cowboys once so, and they and the redskins because they lost alex smith a couple weeks ago, are now yeah. helmed by former Browns legend Colt McCoy Ooh, at starting quarterback. Nice. Uh, Colt yeah. McCoy is uh, not very good, which is why he was not starting for the, <laughs> one of the you know most mediocre teams in football. But it's just 
we got to play the Rams, and the Rams are going to kill us. Yeah. And we're going to play the Texans, and the Texans are actually good, so they're probably going to beat us. Mm-hmm. So we have to beat the Redskins. We, we basically have to sweep we out the division. we got to crush the breadsticks. We do have to crush the breadsticks. Throw them, throw them to the side. <laughs> nom, mm-hmm. nom, nom, eat them up. Nom. But, I, yeah, I, the way that they've been playing, there is no reason for anyone to believe at this moment on November the 26th, right? Mm-hmm. That they're going to do well. No. They're going to... 27. They're going to go to the playoffs or even do well. Do you know who the Eagles' number one cornerback is right now? He's a guy named Cravon LeBlanc. A real-life human who was not on the team four weeks ago. The, 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 after the Saints game, the Eagles had no healthy cornerbacks who, were, who had been on the team like a month before. Everybody's injured. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of things, but the, the, there's so many injuries. I don't know. Well, yeah. there was injuries last year, but they had the depth to make up for it. And it was all at different positions. Yeah. It was like, all right, they lost a offensive lineman, or an offensive lineman, one linebacker, the quarterback, mm-hmm. one running back. And this, it's like they've lost six cornerbacks. <laughs> yeah. And it's just they're picking guys up off the street. And, and, t- and Tim's boy, Darren Sproles, uh, hasn't played for like two and a half months, and he might never play again. I'm utterly heartbroken. I'm not gonna what lie. What happened to him? Uh, he pulled a hamstring, he's and he's just been. I mean, he's old. I mean, yeah, old, okay. old for football. He's like 35. So I mean, to pull the hamstring means you know you test it out every week, and you know Saturday if it's not ready to go, it's not ready to go. So he's yeah, it could be could be a rough uh, off season, but we did win the Super Bowl, and that's that's important for people to remember. <laughs> Look, we will always. We honestly Super- are currently the world champions. We are defending the world championship, and that's what I told myself every time Wentz threw a pick in that Saints game. <laughs> he was just heaving up ducks, and it was just like defending Super <laughs> Bowl <laughs> champs. <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins getting burned. Yeah, but I'm getting burned as a defending champ. <laughs> Let's go. We will always be the Super Bowl champs of that season. So. That's the thing. Like, not a lot can happen. Like, the Flyers just fired their general manager, and I'm assuming they're replacing him with Gritty. But <laughs> and, yeah, they should. And, you know, the, the Sixers are, are good, but they have this weird Markel Fultz thing where, you know, he forgot how to shoot a basketball a year and a half ago, and now he doesn't play anymore. You know, there's a lot of weird negatives, but the afterglow of that World, uh, World Series, of that Super Bowl <laughs> win, I think is going to carry us for... I mean, knowing us, maybe like another month, but like, <laughs> it should theoretically carry us for a while. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we still feel the afterglow from winning the World Series in 08. Yeah. So, like, we, ju- we also just celebrated a 10-year anniversary of it. So. Yeah. Chase Utley just announced his retirement. He's finally uh, riding off into the sunset. And... Is he retiring as a Philly? Did they... Oh, I'm sure. That? I'm sure yeah. it is. Yeah. They ha- he has to. Yeah. Now, if he went in as a Dodger, I'd, I'd have a real problem with that. But... Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, so that's our rousing vote of confidence in the Eagles playoff <laughs> picture so far. You know who's not out of the playoff picture, by the way? The Cleveland fucking Browns. Yes! Yes! <laughs> nice. so they've, they've got the same uh, record as the Packers right now, right? They're a game behind, they're like a half game behind the Eagles. They do have the same record as the Packers, and they're like a half game behind the Eagles. Man, if they pull this out, fucking <laughs> Baker Mayfield. And Baker Mayfield, the best thing is so, I, you know the Hugh Jackson thing? So Hugh Jackson, yeah. the coach of the Browns, for anyone who doesn't know, Used to coach the Browns, got fired in the middle of this season. Way, uh, un- Way. <laughs> unreasonable that he was still the he he won four games. One yeah he was he was three and thirty two or something like that. Jesus. Unbelievable! It's an incredible streak of like this guy has to have pictures of the boss in order to still have his job. So he finally got fired midway through this year, and he immediately latched on as an assistant coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. Browns played the Bengals this week. And the Browns took it to the Bengals. And yeah. not only that, but they were, like, rubbing it in his face. So near the end of the game, um, 
the Browns, uh, player on the Browns, Demarius Randall, picked off a pass and could have run it back for a touchdown, but instead <laughs> ran it off the sideline and handed it to Hugh Jackson, <laughs> the old coach. It's incredible. They hate him. They hate him, and it's awesome. I, I am 100% on board with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think if the, since the Eagles have basically no chance, I'm 100% back in the Browns this year. Oh, yeah. I, I want the Browns to go all the way. That'd yep. be fantastic. Yeah. You heard and it if they first. do, we called it in, like, episode 1.2. I know we like did. 1. It was yeah, yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first. The Browns, By we, I mean Sean. The official football yeah. team. I, <laughs> Sean yeah. did call it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> a brash vote of confidence in a team that's won one game the previous two years. But uh, but sure enough, I mean, listen, I love the Philadelphia Eagles. They're my hometown team. I'll love them forever. The Browns are the official football team of the Brose podcast. That's true. It's got to be. I mean, listen, we're a 4 for 4 Philly podcast except for the whole Browns thing. So, uh, you you don't have to say that just to make Martha happy. You know that, right? No, but, dude, the Browns, man. Kidding. We got a lot of fun people. The young Rees. Uh, Kid Bod Rizzo is a, is a Browns fan. Uh, there are a few people who are Browns fans. My dad. Your dad. Yeah, your, yeah, your dad is a Browns fan. Yeah, from uh, Columbus. That's right. Shoot. Man, and they deserve it, too. Like, they've been so bad for so long. Oh, speaking of football, I have, I have an addendum to a way old question about okay. who we are related to that's famous. Oh, okay. I'm not related to Steve Young. My mom my mom texted me because she was listening to the podcast. That's I'm, bullshit, Sean. I'm, yeah, she's like, you goddamn idiot. Who do you think you are? Fake news. I'm related to Steve Van Buren. Okay, so the, the Eagles guy. An Eagle, yeah, the Eagles uh, running back from yes. like way long time ago. Yes, 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 yes. So I knew okay. it was a Steve and a football guy. Obviously, I know a lot about sports. <laughs> Steve Van Buren's an all-time great for the Eagles. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's also good. He's not Steve Young, but it is very good. Um, all right, so uh, that's all. Uh, that's all the questions that we have for round one. Uh, before we go, we do have a sponsor for this week's episode. The uh, the sponsors abandoned us during round three. They refused to uh, endorse our debauchery from uh, a couple weeks ago. But we do have a sponsor for this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode, of course, is Brose. It's brought to you by uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Nah, just kidding. It's brought to you by Bubba's Brews and Boobs. That's right. Bubba's Brews and Boobs, located at the intersection of 17th and random name of a tree in Center City, Philadelphia. Fellas, leave the ladies at home and come down with your bros for the game. You know, the game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. For some reason, golf. There's always something on. Splayed out over our disorienting 5,500 square feet of TVs. Put on your best jumbo-sized jersey and order an ice-cold beer from one of our 120 taps, with selections ranging from Miller Lite all the way to Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs> then, set it down on one of our brand new TV tables, just a flat screen with a picture facing up. Don't break it. Make sure to get our world-famous wings. You know, the favorites of Jimmy All-World Jenkins, the backup outfielder for the 1985 Phillies. You know, All-World Jenkins, the one with the beard, he... Hit that homer the one time, in and out of jail. <clears throat> anyway, it's all here at Bubba's, Beer, Wings, and our smoking Hot Waitresses, which are just automaton droids with the body of a supermodel and heads replaced with 55-inch Panasonic flat screens. More TVs! Just make sure you don't order anything but the wings. Our chefs haven't cooked anything outside a deep fryer since 1978. While you wait for your food, play pub trivia on our brand spanking new game tablets. It's like a TV in your hands! Take a swing on the links with our new Golden Tea 2019 game. Or better yet, just watch it on demo mode for three hours as nobody comes close to playing it. 
Whatever you do, just make sure you're doing it with your buds. Preferably the white ones. Editor's note, don't say that last part literally. Just try to imply it somehow. Okay. But it, Bubba's is also the proud host of the Mac and the Squid Morning Show on 88.7 The Smut. Come down and see Mac and the Squid at the bar from 5 to 9 every weekday morning like a normal adult. And if you see their buddy Sluggo, make sure to give them the phrase that pays for a chance to win an authentic Mac and the Squid annual clam bake beer koozie from two years ago. Come in out of the cold and heat up at Bubba's, five-time winner of Philly Mag's least insulated bars in the city. Just don't wipe your feet on the welcome mat, because it's just another TV. Bubba's brews and boobs. Don't fill the emptiness in your soul. Just put a flat brim ball cap on it. Anyways, that's Bubba's. I've been there. <laughs> Watching Sean was the best part of that whole thing. Bubba's, man. There. <laughs> I think I gave myself an aneurysm holding in laughter. And it got so bad to the point where I think I pitched a nerve and my whole entire hand started... <laughs> Bubba's, man, they're, they're a reliable Bubba. sponsor. Bubba's. Did the reading notes say, channel your inner power thirst? Because that's what I was getting at. It really is just an extended power thirst impression. When God gives you lemons, you find a new God. Oh Rawberry, king of the juice. God, that was... <laughs> new flavors like God. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, so that's the end of episode uh, 4-1 of the Brose podcast. Uh, Tim, where can the listeners find you on Twitter? Uh, on Twitter. That's that's where they'll find me. Way to go. Uh, is it Tim at, R. Hansen? At, at Tim R. Hansen. All right, uh, Mr. O'Brien. You can find me at, hey, it's SOB. All right. B underscore walnuts. And I'm at M Casnell, M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast, of course, is at Brose underscore podcast. Find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Podcasts. And if you have a question for the show, email us at brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Goodbye, listeners. Right. Goodbye. For Bye-bye. Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, and Rich Sweeten, this is Matt Casnell saying have a great night and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. We did it. Boom. Oh, I just hung up once again. <laughs> <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs>